Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're all disappointed. We, we uh, I think he's disappointed. We like to, you know, get the party started. We like to get him out here. He's a big part of this team. But uh, in the time being, we're going to continue to work hard, and we've seen a development of some other receivers we're excited about. John Gruden on Antonio Brown not being in training camp. Yeah, I mean, you know, we want him in there. <laughs> yeah. I guess, is this because people are desperate for NFL news, or is this because you're an NFL beat writer and you got to come up with something? And so, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and Antonio Brown not being there well, are seen, the biggest stories. You have seen the pictures of his feet, right? They're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Hey, hey, keep me out of it. Big chunks of dead skin falling off his feet. Looks like it needs to be cut away or something. I don't know what's going on there. Ezekiel Elliott, day 11 of his holdout, and Dak Prescott said he's not going to ask Ezekiel Elliott to report. Friendship is friendship. Business is business. I know he's working on his game. He's in shape. He's going to make sure that he comes back, and when he's back on the team, he's a better player than before camp or before the spring. Right? All's well, then. He's working on his game in Cabo? I don't know. Now, you haven't been to that resort, but you've been to other cities in Mexico to all-inclusive resorts. Can you work on your NFL game? I mean, you can work on a golf. You've seen you can, my body when you, I come back? Can, I think the answer to that is a yeah, resounding yes. You usually yes. gain seven pounds. I mean. <laughs> a lot of salty food, probably retaining water. I usually gain seven pounds. What are you talking about? DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. We reaching out. We talking. It's, it's dialogue with certain teams. I, I don't want to get into specifics but there's conversations but I think for me now is it was just a matter of me letting everybody know where I'm at right physically mentally emotionally like this is where I'm at I want to play basketball I still love the game of basketball I don't play this game for a farewell tour I'm ready to I'm ready to get back on the team that's Carmelo Anthony he wants to keep playing in the NBA it kind of feels like that ship has sailed doesn't it PK no no we talking uh, okay we just said. Yeah. We talking. As long as we talking, we possible then. The Jazz will not play on Christmas Day this year, according to reports. Clippers-Lakers is expected. Rockets-Warriors, no surprise. Pelicans-Nuggets, I find that a little surprising. I didn't know America was craving the Pelicans. I kind of thought Blazers-Nuggets-Jazz, some combo of two of those three. In the East, they got Bucks sixers and Raptors-Celtics, which makes total sense. Well, that's good news. That's not bad news. Well, depends on who you are. If you don't want to work on Christmas Day, it's good news. Well, they don't want to work on Christmas Day. I know. So but for the fans, it's like a status thing. Well, you got a good team, so of course you play on Christmas Day. A third of the league plays on Christmas Day. Oh, brother, is that a... Yes! All the things that are going on in the world, and you're taking... That's it. Multimillionaires are taking that as a slight... Wow, that's interesting. Golden State Warriors have agreed to a four-year contract extension with Draymond Green. So he's now signed for five years and $118 million. And the Warriors are paying their top four players well over $100 bucks. Actually, we're like $120 million. Speaking of that, a contract extension. You're doing your update here. Tom Brady got a two-year extension. 
I will be doing that in the update coming up next. It's not on the paper. I didn't know that you'd. Re- yeah, it's right at the top, actually. You just read the paper. Yeah. Are you so you save that? That's the biggest news of the day. That's good. It'll leave the update. It'll be awesome. Oh, oh, that's the way news is. So you do a twenty-minute segment and then you wait. So the biggest news of the day you put on after sports on Channel Two. Okay, makes sense. I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Muncie with a fly ball to right. And it's going to drop in for a base hit. It's going to roll to the wall. Verdugo will score. Here comes Seager. Throw to the plate. Hit first slide. Safe. And the Dodgers come from behind. Beat Yates and the Padres. 11-10. Muncie the walk-off hero. Well, after the Padres scored in the 7th and the 8th, the Dodgers came back in the bottom of the 8th and the bottom of the ninth with 2 in the 8th, 2 in the ninth to win 11-10. It's the kind of win that's powering them to, uh, well, we'll see if they end up, but it looks like they might end up with the best record in baseball. But PK, will it, will it work in a postseason, or do you have to win with pitching and defense? And them not making a big move to shore up the bullpen is going to come back to bite them. That's the beauty of the greatest game. You got 27 of these things. That's all that matters. If you don't get 27 of them when you're of the better score, then you ain't winning. Justin Verlander's winning again for the 15th time this year. Astros beat the Mariners 3-1. He struck out 10 over six strong innings. And the Astros, like the Dodgers, battling for the best record in all of baseball. John Smoltz saying that the Astros' big three rotation is better than the Braves. And the Braves, all three of them dudes made the Hall of Fame. That's a bold statement by Johnny Smoltz. Ruled the division, made the playoffs for a decade straight. Won a World Series. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Headed towards Savarino, headed away. Beckerman brings it down to Albert. Albert. Albert will have a go. Yeah! What a goal! A tremendous strike! And RSL takes the lead! Rusnak! Albert has his eighth goal, and RSL has the lead in the 75th minute. Now throw your beer, don't throw your children. What a goal this is! And as it's pushed back out, Kyle settles. Takes a positive first touch, and ooh, ooh! Look at the power from Albert Rusnak. RSL for the first time this year falls behind and rallies to win after giving up a goal in the first five minutes. Pressure all over the field. New York City FC giving the ball away left and right, and RSL with two late goals wins 3-1. Best they've defended in a long time, PK. Now, why would Dunny just eliminate Cougar fans from coming the game? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, that was for the throw your children. Throw your beer was for the youth. No, he said don't throw your children. Oh, then he did eliminate Cougar Who fans. Who would say throw your children? Don't you? You don't even pay attention to him. Bad enough you don't pay attention to me. You don't even pay attention to him. I pay attention to him. No and recall. you love him more than me. I have no recall. You are actually twins from another mother. You can only be loved exactly. Phenomena. What is wrong with you? Eyes dropped in my head. Well, I'm glad Freddie J threw you. 
catch. Oh, I didn't catch him. I mean, it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everton picked up a yellow card, so he's going to be suspended for the Uh-oh. next game. Anger management. Not going to play at Sporting KC. And then Albert Rusnak. Oh, wait, he's not going to play. They hate us. We hate them. Fact. Oh, my gosh. Fact. Sporting Kansas City. We score a lot of goals, but we give up a lot of goals, too. Hey, Patrick Ewing? A little bit. A little bit. Won a wild 3-2 little game bet. in Seattle last little night. Bet. L- a bet. A bet. A <laughs> bet. DJ and PK. Golf. Zach Blair back on the PGA Tour. He won the LMA Classic on the Corn Ferry Tour and picked up like 108 grand or something like that. So he's up well up into the money list. Top 25 get their full card, and he's like 12th or 13th now. The LMA Classic? The LMA Classic. Good for him, man. That's awesome. J.T. Poston wins his first career PGA Tour title with a one-stroke win at the Wyndham Championship. A 62. He went way low on Sunday to get that done. No bogeys throughout the entire thing. FedEx Cup playoffs begin this week. That's what's trending. There are the headlines. And they are brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, college football. Utes and Cougars, Frank Dolce. Utes analyst, former quarterback. He joins us at 830. And Jay Drew, BYU beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, checks in at 9 o'clock. This is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. New England Patriots, the quarterback Tom Brady, agreed on a two-year contract extension to boost his pay to $23 million. He'll be the sixth highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year. Brady's new deal has an out for either side if they want to get out of the deal before it's over. Major League Baseball, Nolan Arenado homers twice. The Rockies beat the Giants 6-2. The Cubs take down the Brewers 7-2 as Kyle Schwarber and Jason Hayward both go deep in the win. The Bees lose to New Orleans 8-2. Series finale versus the Baby Cakes is tonight at 7 o'clock. Get your tickets at slbs.com or listen to the game here on The Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just up I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Joining us now, you know him, you love him. It's Frank Dolce. Jason Shelley, Tyler Huntley, both returning. Huntley really nominated as the starter, rightfully so. How do you feel about the quarterback situation right now with those two? It feels like there's a good guy in the starter position and a guy with a lot of game experience that has proven himself as a maybe even better than what your standard backup might be in the league. So I think the quarterback position seems real. Really solid for Utah right now. Two guys in Huntley and Shelley that have similar skill sets, so you don't really have to change the offense around. I think it's really positive at the quarterback position. Utah, I don't know if they could do any better right now at that position group. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK. 
Brought to you in part by Master Electrical. We'll light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222, and we'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. So I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm in a pondering mood today. Philosophical, reflecting. What triggered that? Gratitude. August 5th. August 5th. Yeah. Of course, it's my friend Eric Hammond's birthday, but that's not the point. Happy birthday, Eric. August 5th. 1929, P.K. Sr. came into this world. He's gone now, about four years ago. But if you do the math, he would be 90 today. So even though he's not here, I talked to my sister yesterday. You know, in our hearts, certainly, we're going to celebrate his 90th birthday. You think about him a lot when they're gone. You think about him a lot when they're alive, too. Should anyway, hopefully, and always work out that way. I can tell you all about that. Uh, but I'm thinking, your fathers play a big role in your life. Hopefully, for many of us, some of us, well, particularly a lot of these athletes, you know, they don't have a father, a role model. But as I celebrate or honor or mark the 90th birthday of my father today. What are some of the things that your father taught you that stayed with you and will stay with you throughout your life? Eight five five three four zero zone Stupid things. Serious things. Things that you laugh about. Things that you cry about. Things that you... I feel like we're on the $20,000 pyramid here. <laughs> <laughs> Things you laugh about. Things you cry about. It always used to tick me off, and then they wouldn't get it. And Dick, and then Clark, Dick Clark would walk over with one no clue. pressure. Yeah. And say, you should have said that. You yeah, you're not on the clock now. The buzzer sounded and the music stopped. Yeah. The things that have left a huge, indelible mark on you. I think we both got uh, something from our dads that's powered our whole career. That's where we got our love of sports. Good. One of my earliest memories, I, I was a little kid and I had to nap. I had to be like three, and I got up and I climbed up. He was sitting in his chair watching a football game. It was the Rams and somebody. I have no idea who. You're three years old and you knew it was the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> you can recall that all this time later. That's impressive. I have no idea who they were playing. Roman Gabriel. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. How did you? At, at three years old, you started boring your father with stats on the Rams. Nah, he loved. It. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> Let me guess the horn. Don't kid yourself. Seriously, <laughs> the me being on the a, helmet. Me being a big sports fan. Yeah, and he watched a lot of Rams because he grew up in Southern California when there were no Chargers. Okay, three years old watching the Rams. I have no knowledge of three-year-old. Television viewing with anything or anyone. Is that that's the first show, the earliest memory you can have of uh, television. I don't know. I guess. Well, sure. it has to be if it is, if it is, then it I is. I can't place them all. Well, but then it early, is. It's an early memory. That's my point. If yeah. you can't place them, then you don't have memory. Well be. So therefore, it is the Rams. <clears throat> that just we just found out. You just discovered something about yourself. 
If there's nothing else that you remember, well, I then remember, it has to be the Rams. I remember watching Batman, but I can't date like when all this stuff right? happened. But, but you sports, can this? But I have this early sports memory. The earliest one you have. Him. And it was with him. Right. Precisely. Don't run from it. Embrace it. It's okay. You're not being attacked. You're being loved, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're good. You got your earliest sports memories with your dad? Well, I got all sorts of memories. Yeah. I was, uh, this is a funny one. I was probably about uh, 20, 21, and we were locked out of our house. Parents had a basic three-bedroom, two-bath house. Good enough for us. And we were locked out. And my sister, who I talked to yesterday, lived about eh, maybe tops three, four miles away. We were in northwest Phoenix. She would uh, she was in Glendale. Still lives in Glendale to this day. And so we were locked out. We came home. And we go around back. And there's a sliding door, and it's locked, right? So he tells me, <laughs> he says, go get on your bike and drive up to the Kmart and call her to, she has a key, to drive over, let us in the house. Well, I just do exactly what I'm told. I don't even think twice, right? So, you know, I go to the pay phone with a dime, mm-hmm. get on my bike, ride up there. You had her number memorized. That would never happen anymore. I think I had it in uh, my wall. I used to keep like about uh, fifteen numbers in a, uh, on a in a piece of paper that I would slide into my wallet. So like a mini phone book, just a little, a little index card that I had of important numbers. This is what I did. So I get on the phone. I call her from Kmart outside of Kmart. I call her. I said, Janet, man, we're locked out. Come get us. Where are you? I said, I'm at the Kmart because she can hear some commotion, you know, the parking lot. She said, well, on that back patio, there's a phone there. Why didn't you just use that? (laughs) (laughs) I said, because I didn't think twice. (laughs) He told me to get on my bike and go up to Kmart and call you to have you come over and unlock the door so we could get in the house. I took direction. (laughs) It wasn't good direction, but I took it nonetheless. So we laughed about that for years. <laughs> and and I, I mean, I just blindly, he told me, and he said it in an authoritative voice, and he was my father, and I was his son. You know, I, was, I had to have been at least 20. I just did it. <laughs> and then there was another memory. Later in his life, it had to have been the last year or so, it was Christmas Eve. And we can't find him. It's Uh-oh. dark. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's bad. Right. So the neighborhood, I mean, it's, it's uh, 7 o'clock at night, Christmas Eve. Can't find him. Driving all over, up and down the neighborhood. Well, he was what you would call a devout Catholic. And it dawned on me after we had, my wife was looking for him on foot, because he obviously he didn't drive, right? You car was there so and I was in the car so we're looking around I mean my kids looking for him and it dawned on me that being the Catholic that he was Christmas Eve he's supposed to go to mass on 
Christmas Day, but you can go Christmas Eve. And the church was uh, probably just about under a mile away. And Our Lady of the Valley, Catholic Church, right there on Greenway, just uh, east of 35th Avenue, for those of you who know the area. There's probably two people. Uh, It dawned on me that he would possibly be in the Mass. So at this time, he was pretty old, as I say, and and, and age had, had certainly begun to take its toll. And sitting in there, a bunch amongst an entire group of minority people was my Caucasian father just sitting there and he was old and brittle and he had walked up there. It must have taken a half hour to walk up there. So I got a little tear in my eye that he was sitting there and I went up and sat next to him. Of course, he didn't put two and two together as to, you know, that people were looking for him in almost borderline panic situation. And I just sat down and was next to him in the mass. And I had been to the mass a million times. And the reason why I say a group of minority people is because it was a Filipino mass of all things. And the mass wasn't being said in English. And I'm guessing your dad (laughs) didn't speak Filipino. But they had a projector that projected onto the wall that... Was in English. Although, if you'd been to Mass enough, you could just recite it, even though you don't necessarily understand literal words, you could still understand what was being said. And then they do what they call a homily, which is like uh, the pastor gets up there and does a gives a message, right? And he kept talking about not to have cohabitation. And he must have said cohabitation 25 times. And he said it in a thick accent and it dawned on me why does he keep talking about cohabitation why is this a big deal cohabitation and it stuck with me right so then we get back here and the kid who just got back from a mission from the philippines so i ask him i tell him the story and I asked him, I said, what's the deal with cohabitation? And he says, oh, I've got the answer. He said, over there in the country, this is according to him, I, I, I didn't check it out, so I'm taking him at his value since he just spent two years living there. You're trusting him. Yeah, right. he ought to know because I've never been there and he lived two years there, so he certainly knows. He tells me that it costs a lot to get divorced. So with the high divorce rates, people would just live together. So then if you split up, it didn't cost you anything. So there was a high preponderance of cohabitation. And I thought that was cool that the priest was talking about that and it came full circle. Now it made sense to me. Why in the world was he talking on a Christmas Eve mass? You know, you think you'd be talking about Jesus. But he was talking about cohabitation. So I guess maybe they brought some of the, the culture with them over. And he was talking about how you should be married. That was the point, obviously. And I had no idea. And it had bugged me for a few weeks <laughs> as to why they were talking. Why well, that was the central theme of his remarks on Christmas Eve. So 
Those were a couple things. Now, certainly on a serious note, now I've told this story before when I was getting ready to go to Northern Arizona my freshman year, because I went there for a couple years before I transferred to ASU. My father said, now, son, be careful. Don't get VD. And I can say with the utmost pride (laughs) that I did not get VD. Awesome. So that was a little humorous story. But the thing that lasts with me all these years is his work ethic. And to where he literally worked two jobs, janitor in the day, come home and eat, janitor in the evening. And that's what he did. Never made more than twenty-five grand, but that's what he did to feed his family. Now, his family was a little bit split up in that I've got two older sisters that are several years older than me. So by the time I was nine, they were gone. Uh, they were told they couldn't have one, and then here I came ten years after they didn't think they could have any. Surprise. Yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah. <sighs> what? Uh, so, uh, so we all weren't living... We didn't spend a whole lot of time under the same roof because they were much older than me. But that has stuck with me. The work ethic. I remember him saying, if you don't have a job, get a job. I don't care what it is, get a job. You got to have a job. And I'm happy, very, very happy and grateful to say that since at least I've been married, since I graduated college, I've never, ever had the misfortune of being unemployed. Yeah, oh, I did that once. I know you did. That was a good time. And I don't take that lightly, man. That was a real good time. Folks getting laid off. And it wasn't that serious long. Serious stuff. Yeah, it wasn't that long. And uh, it was a few months. It's probably four months, I think, I was out. Well, six. I mean, it was one of those deals where I had 60 days. So mentally, I was unemployed for six months, but there was four months without paychecks. I thought I handled it well, and then later on, my wife told me I was a mess. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have any idea. I was, uh, uh, she was probably right. (laughs) Well, that's a scary thing. I couldn't imagine. I'd like to think I was right. I couldn't imagine waking up and not having a job. You know, we all wake up and we don't have anything to do that day or on vacation or whatever, but that's not the same thing. So I've never been in that situation. and, And I take a sense of pride. You see these people today. They, they quit a job. They don't like it, so they quit it. But they don't have another job lined up. They don't have a job yet. No. I've never done that. Now, I've worked in three different states. Quit on a Friday, started the new job in a different state on a Monday, including here. And, and today, actually, is my 26th year anniversary since I started working at the Watchdog. 26 years in Utah. Would have been the first day. I started on the first Monday in August. 26 years ago today. Dave tweets at me. You tweet at me. I'll read him. Dad's gone two years now. Good thing. Very strong work ethic. Bad thing. Every time I get a sty in my eye, he would tease me that I got it from peeing on the sidewalk. It drove me nuts because I did not pee on the sidewalk. Of course, I tease my kids about the same thing. <laughs> That's kind of off the wall. <laughs> A little bit. I don't know what one thing has to do with another. It's maybe been the point. 
drive him nuts with something random. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I have the same name, and I am very much a knockoff of PK Senior. PK Junior. Do you look a lot like him at the same age? I, I don't think so. No, because I had uh, big time blonde hair growing up, and he's always he always has always had dark, dark hair. hair. Yeah, I mean it didn't take uh, gray until like the very very end. You would have thought he was like Regan and dyed it, President Regan, but he didn't. He had full head of hair, and it was always dark. And, and funny, he had a friend. Nick Silvestri, I sent you his obit when he died, because uh, he was a professional gambler. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five, full head of gray hair. Thirty-five, it was completely gray at thirty-five. <laughs> it was awesome because it was really thick. Yeah, but it was gray, so that's like his best friend, it, and it was gray at thirty-five. My whole life, the guy's hair was gray. He used to pick me up. My parents worked, and he had a, a glass business in New Jersey and he'd pick me up from school when I got out of Catholic school and would drive me into New York and where we were going OTB off track betting so I'd spent a lot of time that's why I sent that obit to you because uh, that man meant something right. to me yeah. you know because he worked in town where I lived and my parents and my mother actually worked in uh, Harlem City College in New York and uh, so he would anything that ever happened during the day if I was sick or whatever He'd come get me. So it's very close to this man. So he'd pick me up a lot of times and we'd drive into OTB. And, and he, he had uh, like five boys and none of them loved sports. Whereas I did and he, Nick did. So we would talk. Uh, we talked sports the whole time. Now how about this? Donovan Mitch, Aggie fan. My dad has drilled in my head since I was a kid. If you want something, work for it. Don't wait for a handout. That's strong right there. Take matters into your own hands. Set the goal. Yeah. Dad was big on setting goals. Setting goals? Literal yes. goals? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Write them down? No. Same out loud. To yourself? To other people? Both. To your girlfriend? Talk about them inside the family. No, inside the family. Young. You keep it inside, inside the, the family, family Mike. Come on now. <laughs> oh, by the way, so last night, <laughs> randomly, PK gets me to do the Godfather impersonation on the air. I got two texts about that. <laughs> it was awesome. People late at night. <laughs> I'm sure they loved it. Glad I walked back into the room for that was one of them. <laughs> Apparently they were wandering around, I don't know, getting this late night snack or something. I'm sure they enjoyed it. Oh, you man. you do one of the best Godfather <laughs> impressions that I know. And I was thinking about that, too. We're not Frank Caliendo here. No. We don't take these impressions seriously. They're all just meant to screw off and have fun with it. But certainly, as I marked the 90th de- uh, anniversary of my father's birth, love of sports is no question. No question about it. He had the big three and golf. Those are his four? Absolutely. Yes. Football, basketball, baseball, and golf. 
big time golfer. Taught me to golf. Continued to try to teach me to golf probably until a week before he died. And, uh, yeah, because he was, hmm. he would have been nuts today with technology because you can get, and I've, and I've told you this, I, on Instagram, there's all sorts of golf stuff that I follow because they give you golf tips. And then I think, oh, okay, I've got it now. <laughs> Whereas he would go to the library, the, 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 literally the public library, and check out these books and then just study them like crazy. And then when we'd come over, and I moved away from Arizona uh, in the middle uh, 80s, but... Every year, every single year, I went back at least five times, even here in Utah, every year. So I was there a lot in the Phoenix area. And uh, so every time, come on out back. He was the only one who called me Pat. Everybody else called me Patrick. When did PK take off? That one I got to high school. All the friends and the coaches... So for whatever I got, that was that was ninth grade is where that that stuck, and so it's been like that since ninth grade. Uh, but because my he was Pat, my sister was Patty. That's confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had different names, <laughs> and I never thought that was odd until I told somebody later on. What? You got one name for everybody? Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> it never, All the rest but, of us. But you that. never. I never knew it. I never. never, never thought yeah. twice about it. So. He went by Pat, she went by Patty, I went by Patrick. So my friends knew if they call me on a phone, ask for Patrick, because you're liable to get somebody you don't want to be talking to. <laughs> you know. So baseball, football, basketball, and golf. For sure. Was that yeah. pretty much what was on TV, so that's what he was a fan of? I don't think it was all about television. I, Growing up, see, living back there, hockey could have been, but he wasn't a hockey guy? No. Because that's pretty good. Yeah, I got it. I understand. Pretty good hockey fan base back there. No. Uh, I, I told you that, you know, he grew up in East Orange, which is right next to New York. Heavy African-American area. Still is. And down the street, like two miles from where he lived, I told you the Nork Bears of the Negro League. Mm-hmm. So he could go and go to those games. So he grew up watching baseball. And he was a big uh, Seton Hall fan in basketball. And football just picked it up. Yeah, my dad was one and two, one A and one B, hard to separate, baseball and football. And then it was a step down to all the other sports. But he didn't hate any sport. He could watch anything. Uh, How does this work? What are are we doing? Okay. I can remember watching the Rose Bowl with him, obviously on New Year's Day. At like five thirty six o'clock at night, and I kept quizzing him. So you're telling me this place that I'm watching this game where they're wearing shorts <laughs> is in our country, and I don't have to travel by boat to get there. <laughs> and he said, "Yeah." Well, then let's go. And I said, "I got to get there." I thought to myself, "I got to get there." Well, you've gotten there once. I've been there a million times. Well, for the stadium, but for the game. Have you only been there once for the game, or did you cover a lot of those games when you were yeah, down there? Yeah, I've only been there once as a fan. Oh, okay. Uh, but Iowa, UCLA, and you're there writing for the Daily Breeze. There's so. a whole bunch of yeah. them. But the game, one, once is where I sat in the bleachers. Oh, I did have a press pass. 
And in that press pass at halftime, I had to go to the bathroom. And as I was approaching the urinal, I was interrupted and said, uh, I have to get back. Do you mind if I cut ahead? And I said, please. And I turned around and it was Dick Enberg. <laughs> 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 and I knew why he was in a time crunch. And I was a fan that just happened. I, I got the press pass because they gave me press parking. Nice. So that's why I got it. So I didn't really need the press pass to do any. I just went in there because I could at halftime to go to the bathroom. Shorter lines. Yeah, well, yeah. And plus it was, it's since been remodeled and they've got all sorts of bathrooms and whatnot all over the place, right? But it's probably been remodeled three or four times. This would have been January 1, 1987, when I went. I just moved over there, and uh, the Devils, sure enough, my first year there, made the Rose Bowl, the one of only two times they've actually made it. And the Utes, and we'll get to a list later. The Utes, another list. The a per- list! The prestigious a list. ESPN list. We don't do list radio. ESPN has gotten the Utes out as the highest rated Pac-12 team in their list. Oh, boy. So another, yet another organization, entity, outlet has got the Utes as the favorite. Confirmation. Have Utes validation. En- have Utes embraced the favorite status, or are they still wavering on that? Wavering. Still? Yep. Still wavering. That you are I think you the fans, favorite. I think you fans feel like, the, even though the season hasn't started yet, they're at the top of the stretch in the Kentucky Derby, and they got Washington on one side and Oregon on the other. Stanford's a length back. Looking around for SC to see if they're making a charge. See, but that's the beauty and the curse of the conference. Now, those are the leaders. Those are the, as you're coming down the stretch, we're not even at the stretch, but I get your point, those, I would say, going into the gate, those are ex- expected to be the contenders. So when you get to the stretch, which would be November, you know, you basically you got September, October, November. When you get to November, they would be the expected competitors. But at the same time, it's a crowded field. And sometimes if we're going to stay with the horse deal. Oh, I got I should have put horse racing in there, too. Oh, so you had a fifth sport. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that was yeah. That'd be like the one thing my dad didn't get into, and with Del Mar right there, it didn't make any sense. Well, he didn't do it. He wasn't a gambler. Nope, he, he wasn't at all. Not not even a little bit. No. Well, I could tell you stories that you don't want to hear that I'm not sure were legal at the time, and still aren't legal. Uh, Why wouldn't I want to hear him? <laughs> because you're pure. I didn't uh, grow up pure. My uh, mo- my mother used the f word. Uh, Did your mother use the f word? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no to that. That's a big no. No, I grew up with that word, commonplace. No. That was a word that I was intimately familiar with at a very young age. So, now, My mom's uh, inability, unwillingness to tolerate anything like that was something everyone else negotiated, everyone in the house negotiated carefully. Oh, well, that's... Uh, could, that was the way you of the could world. drop some combos, but you had to be careful. You know when, where, how, and what volume. But if we're staying with the horse racing thing, the beauty and the curse of the Pac-12 is it's a crowded field, and so there may be a horse blocking your path for a little bit that you did not anticipate, and you got to find a way to get around them, which then's going to tire you out. And staying with the football thing, so 
you know, you're in the fourth quarter and you're playing either of the Arizonas or whatnot. Let's go ASU since Arizona's at the end of the season, the game before Colorado, if I believe, if I get the schedule right. Whereas the Devils are right in the middle of the schedule. And so you look at some of these teams like Alabama and Clemson or whatnot, and they're in the fourth quarter and their starters are just relaxing. Meanwhile, you're in an extremely tight game against an average Pac-12 team that happens to be giving you a dogfight that day, and so you're playing, and one of your guys gets hurt. And then you have to go into the next week down a man or two because they're having to play the full 60 minutes where you get in the ACC, and Clemson, are they playing the full 60 minutes half most of the time? Probably not. No, because they're so far ahead, they can take their guys out. They can get their younger guys' experience because the competition in the ACC sucks more often than not. There's only one other team that's getting any preseason run, and that's Syracuse. Syracuse gave them a game last year. I think that's why Syracuse is getting run. Great. Had a fourth quarter lead. But in the Pac-12, you're going to have a team that's not even close to the ranking, and I can't tell you necessarily which one it is, but it's going to give you a run. I doubt the Utes are just going to blow through everybody this year. That would be awesome if they did, but I don't see it. All right, DJ PK, we'll get to that list coming up. Uh, Frank Dolce is going to be here at 8.30. Jay Drew at 9 o'clock. And next, the countdown to the rivalry game. 100 days to the 100th game. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Tune into the Tour of Utah podcast on 1280thezone.com. The podcast includes tips for how to train for the summer cycling and where best to see the Tour of Utah in action. 24 days. We're three-quarters of the way through the countdown, PK. It's crazy. We started it with 100 days out. 100 days, we are 100 days out from the 100th BYU-Utah football game, and we're now we're at 24 days out. My favorite band, Old Dominion, has a song line. It says, uh, the days will be long, but the years will fly right by. And it does seem so true. When you're in the moment, sometimes it could seem like it lasts. But when you look back, and just this example from 100 to 24th, seems Where like did the 76 days go? Yeah, like two weeks, maybe. It's been 11. Since I came up with this brilliant genius idea. Fabulous. <laughs> it's like loose radio without a list. Uh, it's kind of a casual, modified list, but yeah. I got you. Yeah, I'd agree. The countdown. All right, Yach has one thing, and usually ties into the number for the day. Why is the number 24 significant in the rivalry? I had time to kill on Saturday during the Saturday show, so I looked up the number 24 in series history. There have been five games that have had a score of 24 in it. There have also been five games that have been played on November 24th in the history of the rivalry. Which team do you think is favored in those two five-game sets? Uh, Utah in the first one and BYU in the second one. 
It's actually BYU and both. They have three two leads in both of those two uh-huh. sets of five. So, fun little fact with fun with numbers on that. Twenty four days away. It's coming quick. You're right, PK. It feels like we just started this thing. Yep. And we're rolling through it. Twenty four. Yeah. Very very fast. Fast approaching. Like the fact that it is the first game. Like the fact that the Utes are taking it seriously which uh, I believe is 100% why there's no media portion of viewing of practice is because it's BYU. I think if it was just about anybody else, you would be able to view like they normally have done for many years, the last 20, 30 minutes or so, which sometimes you can see some stuff. See a little bit. Yeah, Not I, a lot. You know what? I think... They're the, careful. The th- eh, sometimes you'd see some stuff. Yeah. Uh, they do a little bit of scrimmaging. I think the thing that the thing that's missing is that when you would go and then watch a little bit, that would give you more of a specific question, which would lead to more in-depth answers. You know, you'd go to mm-hmm. Troy Taylor. I can recall Troy Taylor just jumping on a receiver once for not hustling. Right. Names don't matter. But so then you saw that, and you saw him turn around, cuss the guy out. I mean, we're standing right there, right, just above it, and it's down at the north end of the field, so you're, you know, you're 10 yards away. So then you can go to him, and then in your questioning, you could talk about specific, you're not going to address the specific incident, but you can talk about you know, the receivers given the effort, are they learning the offense, blah, 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 because it was his first year. So it gave, it gave you more parameters to ask better questions and then they would go into more depth in-depth answers because your question would be leading them down a road that they could address and in a broader sense well now since you see zero you know you can go so kyle who looked good today you know we joked about it last night on television somebody will ask that guaranteed yeah and i i can recall i've said this before uh going uh, Jake Murphy gets off his mission. You know, don't know a whole lot about him, but know he's Dale Murphy's son. So, of course, you know the name. You know, you knew, saw him play baseball in high school. And uh, I can recall he made a great catch in uh, one of their scrimmages. And he's a freshman. I'm thinking, this kid looks good. So then you can go in there and you can ask him. And then that, that leads to other stuff about the tight ends and, and more specific stuff. So I, I think that's the thing, the level of questioning is missing and it's going to it's going to be pronounced because we're still a little bit in the early stages but when we get to practice 15 instead of saying you know hey I saw this these tight ends this and this you know how are the tight ends looking and you just get up and they're going to get sick of answering general questions Tyler Huntley's all. weight gain it's already covered that was good for day 1 yeah it's excellent Right, so I think that's the thing you're missing, and the fans miss out because it's harder to ask specific questions. You can just ask general stuff, but just like uh, I will not see this Jordan Wilmore kid. They were in a big battle for a running back, right? I will literally not see him do anything until or if he gets into a game. Now, I, I assume he'll get into at least four games with that rule. The new uh, redshirt rule. Yeah, you yeah. know, because they've got a 
part of the deal of having a football program is Zach Moss is your guy. He's a bona fide stud. We all get that. But you've got to get other guys' experience so they're able to go. It goes to what I said with the Clemson and Alabama is they can get a ton of guys and get them game experience because they're usually blowing people out. Well, in the Pac-12, it's harder to do that because you've got games that aren't necessarily blowouts because the competition between the best and the worst, the gap is much smaller than it is in some of these other conferences. When you play in Kansas, you know full well you're going to get in the game today. It's time for a whooping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sweet. Well, who, I think the only the – BYU, Utah is going to beat up on some teams for sure, but the only thing going into this season that I can come close to saying, yeah, this is a guarantee, would be Oregon State. I guess the two non-conferences, I don't think they'll drill – BYU, I have them winning, but I don't have them drilling BYU because well, that normally does not happen. We thought they drilled Northern Illinois last year, and then they went back there and it was a tight game. Now it's at home. That's this another year. example. Yeah. And because they played them, maybe they'll take them more seriously. I, I suspect that they'll win fairly comfortably. But they lit up UCLA and Arizona pretty good last year. Okay, by the time we got to that one. You knew UCLA. Yeah, but I'm talking now. I had no idea Khalil Tate was going to have a leg that would barely allow him to walk in August. You see what I'm saying? In fact, August, we were considering them to be a big-time contender. That's what I'm saying. When we get there, they're going to blow some teams out. But right now, same thing with BYU. But I can't necessarily tell you right now. I told the story when we went down to the Rose Bowl. uh, A photographer, a friend of mine for the Times... Uh, Luis Cinco, <clears throat> I used to work with him at DeBreeze, and I told him, I said, this is going to be a butt whooping. He said, yeah, really? Because, <laughs> you know, he's a photographer, and he's a sports guy, but he's not really in-depth because he's right. just... He, he, in fact, he told me, he said, you know, last year I did the World Series, and it was such a nightmare, so I volunteered to do this game so I didn't have to deal with the nightmare of all the traffic and everything, yeah. blah, 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 because it was the same night. It was that, that when the Utes played the uh, Bruins that night on that Friday, that was the same game that went like 18, whatever it was, innings. Yeah. Um, so, I can't remember which game I was watching, but one of the games took a shot of the lights of the stadium. Which stadium? Dodger Stadium? From the Rose Bowl to the oh, oh, World yeah. Series. And it might have been, maybe they had the blimp over the World Series. Oh, that'd and so be they cool. took a shot. And over, oh, there's the Rose Bowl and UCLA's playing. Or maybe it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember that specific shot thinking, man, they are really close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are really close. Oh, yeah. I was worried about traffic. And then we actually, I'm listening to the game on the radio because I'm staying in the South Bay and I'm driving right by Dodger Stadium. And we're like in the 16th inning. And then I start hustling to see if I can get to the hotel in time. And just as I turned into the parking lot is when they hit the walk-off. I think Muncie, who had the game-winning double last night, uh, yesterday afternoon against the Padres. And so, anyway, I was telling my friend Cinco, I said, yeah, this is going to be a butt-kicking here because these guys stink and these guys are really good. And so when we got there, it was. and even, But I can't tell you when UC Los Angeles comes up here this year that they're going to work them. I certainly think they're going to win, but can I guarantee that they're going to work them? No. Every game takes on a life of its own. So you don't know that for sure. But, yeah, so I won't get to see Wilmore. I just I won't see him. And I think the fans miss out on it, but so be it. They don't really care. As long as the team wins, they couldn't care less if we have access or not. And I get that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. So you got a list, PK. Well, it's not your list. Uh, it's a prestigious list, I think. Yeah. And how are the Utes? 
Uh, very high. In fact, the highest in the conference. Really? Yeah. DJ and PK, we'll get to that next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.